Hey, this is DK and you're listening to the DK Speaks podcast where we discuss actionable and implementable tips and tricks to run a successful online business. After you listen to this episode, head over to dkspeaks.com for all the show notes and resources to help build your business. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the DK Speaks podcast. This is DK and today we're going to discuss why clickbait headlines like that of BuzzFeed might just prove disastrous for your blog. Now, clickable headline is what every blogger wants to write because his ultimate objective is to get readers to click on that link and come over to his blog and read his blog post. Now, I remember how the headlines formula changed after sites like that of BuzzFeed and Viral Nova emerged at the blogging horizon. All of a sudden, it was all about traffic from social media, Facebook, Twitter, and BuzzFeed-like posts were all over your social media feeds, especially Facebook feeds. And the inquisitiveness that the headlines created made people click on those headlines and a multi-million dollar business named BuzzFeed was born. But this trend did a lot of harm than good to blogging and content marketing in general. Now, there were so many instances where even you would have clicked over a headline to be taken to a post that sucked from the beginning till the end. Something that a site like that of BuzzFeed destroyed was genuine content marketing, genuine content generation and the use of genuine headlines. Headlines that conveyed the essence of a blog post. While a lot of bloggers adopt this style of writing headlines, they might just not be doing the right thing. And we will discuss in this episode as to why it is just not the right thing to do. First one, the unnecessarily hyped headline. Now, the BuzzFeed-like headlines generate a lot of inquisitiveness by creating an unnecessary hype. Now, think of one of of those headlines that you would have clicked over to go to BuzzFeed. I still remember reading one of those headlines that was titled eight horrible places in the world that you would never want to visit. The sixth is the most frightening. Now, while the headline in itself was interesting, the last few words, which is the sixth one was the most frightening, generated an inquisitiveness to find out what that sixth one was. And hence, I clicked over to go to the post. And what did I find? Absolutely nothing. Nothing different from the rest of the seven places that were quoted there. All of those seven places were equally horrible and I wouldn't have wanted to visit those places. But the sixth one had nothing different. It was pretty much the same thing. So in spite of an experience like that, I still clicked on many such headlines that I saw in the Facebook news feed. And most of them turned out to be just the same and unnecessary hype. Something that you need to keep in mind is that such headlines generate a lot of hype and it is almost always very difficult to live up to that hype that you've created, which eventually means that when your readers click on those headlines and are taken to your content or taken to your blog post, and when they read those blog posts, they are going to be absolutely upset with what they just saw. So it is going to create a lot of bad impression for your content and for yourself as a brand. Second point, it is a fading trend. Now, this trend of writing clickable headlines 
is fading. And after all of the fake links that people clicked over to see content that was nothing more than absolute crap, it is just a matter of time that people realized that these headlines were nothing more than hoaxes. So more than the way BuzzFeed dealt with it, it was the way other websites copied this strategy over. Because what they did is they too wrote a lot of clickable headlines like that of BuzzFeed. But they did not have the content to substantiate the hype they generated by writing that headline. Their objective was only to get people to click through and they never really cared about the quality of the content that they were creating. And as a consequence, the internet was full of crap articles with only click-worthy headlines. Now these days, whenever I see such headlines, I just click away from them because I know what is it that I'm going to see. If at all, I click on them and I'm taken over to that specific article. So if you're using this strategy to write your headlines, it is just a matter of time before you drive away all your readers and visitors. So be cautious and don't adopt this style of click writing clickbait headlines or don't overdo the strategy. Moving on to the third one, which is about this headline fitting a specific niche. The BuzzFeed like headlines are suitable for a certain niche. For example, the offbeat news niche where you are in a way aggregating or curating content about unusual news. In fact, that is what sites like BuzzFeed, Viral Nova, Upworthy, Bold Panda, etc. were all doing. They were all websites that targeted news and information that could generate a sense of inquisitiveness in you. And maybe that is why they preferred writing such headlines because that way they could get people to click through on them and go to their blog post. Imagine a headline like the 14 most wanted truths of the last 10 years. Wouldn't you want to click on it to know what these truths are? I'm sure you would. But internet marketing is not about inquisitiveness. In fact, blogging is not about inquisitiveness. Rather, it is not so always. It's not always about inquisitiveness. So a headline like the 14 Facebook myths that nobody told you about wouldn't really qualify for your post as it would for an offbeat news kind of a website. And at the same time, the 14 lesser known Facebook ad hacks that can make you money could be a good post for an internet marketing blog. But how many such posts would you really be writing? So with that, you know what is the number of clickbait headlines that you're going to write for your blog. So one of such posts is okay, but that shouldn't be a norm for your blog. So what I would recommend is not write too many clickbait headlines, which generate an unnecessary hype and your where your content is not able to live up to that hype. But does this mean that BuzzFeed-like headlines are bad and that they cheat people? No, it absolutely doesn't. In fact, BuzzFeed and Upworthy built their entire business on such headlines and they're running and they're running absolutely fine. They're doing really well even today. But the point is that if your article doesn't match up to the headline, then the headline and the post both are bound to fail. According to Neil Patel, in one of his articles where he talks about step-by-step -step guide to writing powerful headlines, he says, headlines fail when they don't match the article written or aren't relevant to a specific theme. Also, when the length exceeds 62 characters, search engines tend to ignore the remainder of the headline. This could decrease the conversion rate in the long run and decrease the search engine appeal you are after. Now, that clearly says that if your headlines, the length of your headlines exceeds more than 62 characters, search engines just ignore the remainder of the headline 
and that decreases the conversion rate in the long run. And you can see how all of those clickbait headlines are so long that it will easily exceed the 62 characters that are supposed to be there in a headline. So how do you write a headline that can get you more readers? Now Quicksprout has a complete guide on copywriting. It's called the Definitive Guide to Copywriting. And in their chapter 3, they've mentioned something about writing headlines. Now they say that for a headline to be effective, it needs to have these four U's. It should be unique. It should be ultra specific. It should convey a sense of urgency and it should be useful. They also go on to say that you can rarely accomplish all four of this in a single headline. But if you can at least include one or two, then you're bound to write a headline that's more likely to compel your prospective customers to continue reading. So according to them, while they're talking about these four U's, they also agree that you cannot include all of these four U's in all of your headlines. But if you're able to include at least one or two of them in your headline, your headline is going to be very effective in getting your readers to come over to your blog post and read your blog. Wordstream also has a very nice blog post with 19 headline writing tips. Now the post is a little old and slightly outdated, but some of the tips are extremely handy and evergreen like they recommend using numbers and digits in your headlines and keeping your headlines below the 70 words count, etc. So these are all some good points. You can check out this blog post. You should be able to find the link to that blog post on the resources section in the podcast episode at dkspeaks.com. Now in internet marketing, it is more about information. So if you're able to identify the problem statement and address that in your headline by using a hook that gives away partial information, then your headline is bound to do well. Such headlines are the best ones. It might take a little bit of time mastering it, but it is worth the effort. And since you're talking about the content that you've just written in the headline, your readers who click on that headline and come to your blog are sure to enjoy the content that you've just written for them. So two things that you need to focus if you're writing headlines, ensure that your content is tying well into the headline that you just wrote. Otherwise, you might just be wasting a good click through rate that you're generating by writing clickable headlines. But I would recommend that refrain from writing clickbait headlines like that of BuzzFeed because that is not good for your blog if you're in the internet marketing niche or the blogging niche. So that's it in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to rate this show on iTunes and give us a genuine review at iTunes because that helps in the overall rankings of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. You'll find all the links at dkspeaks.com. You will also find the show notes, the resources and the transcript for this episode at dkspeaks.com. Do share the episode with your friends. You will find the sharing buttons under the episode on dkspeaks.com. And until the next episode, this is DK saying goodbye to you all. You all have a good rest of the week ahead.